It's time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Glover's Golden Oldies. And this week, we've got a mystery man for you. I'm sure a lot of you will remember him, but there's probably quite a few who won't. Um, Big six foot five centre half. Played for Colin Lippiet, amongst others. And uh, it's none other than Chris Sparks. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Bloody hungry because I'm waiting for you, but, um, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have to work nowadays. Oh, you're breaking my heart. Honestly, you are. <laughs> well, look, Chris. We're going to start with your go go roughly through your career, but yep. I, I wonder if you can sort of go right back now to when you first sort of you know, you first started to think I might better play football. What age were you? Oh, do you know what? Up till eleven, I played. Did and, you? Uh, yeah, and um, Dad weren't too happy about that. Um, I think it was about twelve, thirteen. I started playing football more. Yeah. I, um, started off at uh, Hounslow. Right. With uh, the likes of Andy Myers, who was obviously at Chelsea for years. Yeah. Um, and then I was there, and Brentford picked me up at 14. Right. Uh, I signed Associated Scoreboy Forms at Brentford at 14, or 15, whatever it was. No, 16, sorry. Um, and then I carried on from there. I was apprentice for two years. Um and then I was a pro there for two years and then got released. Um, literally just dropped into, into non-league. I was actually going to go play out in Sweden right. when, I got, when I got released from Brentford. Yeah. Um, and then I had a change of art when um, Chelsea Town come in for me. Um, obviously, I was a, well, I was full-time as a professional, but when you're not, um, you're not in the pro game, you have to work. So yeah, quite. The, the, the um, governor there offered me a job. Um, so I went to work with him and obviously playing for Chertsey. Um, I was there for whew, about three years, I think I was there. Yeah. And always playing in defence? Always centre-half, always centre-half, yeah. Yeah, because you, you yeah. you, my, my memories of you, you were quite tall, six foot plus. Six foot five, yes. Six, yeah, oh, yeah. six foot five, was it? Oh, I knew you were yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, OK, first of all, from, from Brentford to Chertsey, from Chertsey, where did we go from there? They sold me to Hay, right. who, who were in the conference at the time, um, same as Joe obviously yeah um, I was there for two two and a half years I think it was and then um, I always got on really well with Colin Lippier anyway before when he mm. was uh, um, he was awoken before and yeah I, he'd always come to Chelsea games and things like that and I always spoke to him got on really well with him and then obviously one day I'd, I'd f- fallen out with Terry Brown at Hayes right and um, he uh, he just rang up out of the blue Brownie actually come up to me and said to me, Sparsley, I've had an offer from Yeovil. I'm going to sell you. Yeah. So at first I said, no, I'll, I'll tell you if I'm going or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously when like, a club like Yeovil come in, obviously you can't really turn them down, can you, really? Um, well, I suppose you could, but um, it's, I yeah, guess it's no. the equivalent of Man United coming in for you at the same level, isn't it, really? Oh, Hundred percent, mate. I, I've always said that. I, I've always said that um, going to Yeovil was. I, I enjoyed it there. I mean, it was massive compared. To like you know, I remember turning up the first um, game and that, and TC giving me a load of like tracksuit, a bag, a, like you got a blazer, you got everything. And I, I turned around and said to him, "How much?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me and he went, what do you mean, how much? And I said, mate, we had to pay for all this at AIDS. He said, you're joking. I said, no. Nah. I said, we had to pay for everything. Even if uh, on, the, on the coach, 
um, like, like if you want a pre-match meal on a coach, like obviously microwave, but yeah, um, yeah, you had to pay for all that. It was no, um, and I was like, I was like, what? You're giving me all that for nothing? And he, he said, yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You must have thought it was your birthday, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, it would, it would probably cost me about 300 quid. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, tell me, yeah, talk of no. the Hayes, were you at Hayes or at Yeovil when I remember we played Hayes in the FA Cup and there was something wrong with a goalpost or something from memory? Can you remember no, that? No, I wasn't there then. No, right, OK. No, I wasn't there then. Forget that one then. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are your best memories of playing for Yeovil then? Um, I suppose every game's a memory. In it really, yeah. For a club like that, you know, you, you walk out of Hayes, don't no disrespect to the Hayes supporters, like you, you, you get like 400, yeah. You go, Yeov, you go to Yeovil and you're getting like 4,000, yeah, yeah. You know, fans, I mean, I still speak to Mark Kelly all the time, all right, yeah, yeah. I still speak to Kells all the time, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's um, it was massive, like, you like, like, you really like when you go there, like, you fill out your debt, really, <laughs> and who. Who else was in the team with you then? Uh, Warren Patmore, uh, Skivo, uh, Davy Piper, Penno, yeah, uh, Steve Stott, uh, Jason Eaton, um, Ben Smith. Uh, I think Tony Pounder come back then, and Lee Archer come back. Yeah. Um, who else was in there? Matty Afield. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matty Afield. Kevin Brown. It was actually a good set of, set of boys. Trigger. Mm. I still speak to Trigger quite a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when it when obviously when Bristol City go to Wembley, he drops his car at my house. Oh, right, that's OK. Now, as is usual, we have some musical choices from uh, Chris Sparks, and the first one is Wonderwall from Oasis. Be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realised what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out You've heard it all before But you never really had a doubt I don't believe that anybody Feels the way I do About you now And all the roads we have to walk Are winding And all the lights that lead us there Are blinding There are many things that I would like to say to you, but I don't know how Because maybe Realize what you're not to do 
And I have to say, it goes against the grain having to play stuff by Oasis because all Man United supporters hate Oasis. So going back, there, now, this is where the accusations come in. I've got a, a memory. Um, I was just when you were there, Warren Patmore was there. I was just beginning to get involved with Yeovil Town because I was running a newspaper in Yeovil. Um, was that right. was our James Hannigan still there when you were there? No, that was before me. Right. Well, well, I remember it started off with because he had a, a, a what I used to take the piss out of his. Uh, his haircut Al James Anakin right and I remember I'm pretty sure you were involved but you've got to bear in mind I'm getting on a bit now so my brain isn't quite as active as it used to be but I can remember that uh, Mr Patmore and I think it was you somehow bundled me into the shower um <laughs> and it was when David Webb was there. You were there for a bit when David Webb was there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because I got bundled into, the, of course, the shower was on, of course, naturally. And uh, I'm sure you were involved in it. And of course, I got soaked, didn't I? So, oh, I don't know, did you? Yeah. You know, what are you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I got, you know, I got soaked in the shower, and um, I had to then go down and do a, a, a post-match interview with David Webb. So there was three or four of us in his office, and we walked into his office, and we were. Sort of stood there waiting and so he started spieling and then all of a sudden he said what's that you hear it and everybody sort of looked a bit blankly he said i can hear water dripping <laughs> so i'm thinking oh no and apparently it was um it was my coat i had a, a fleece on and it was absolutely soaked on the back where you lot a bundle being in the shower so of course it was it was my fleece dripping onto the floor <laughs> and dave webb could hear it and i oh dear me he never sussed out what it was though in the end he, he just sort of carried on eventually but but so it was 
was you. I'm sure it was you and Warren at the time. I cannot confirm or deny. Yeah, I reckon it was, mate. I reckon it was. Because <laughs> I know you were always the joker of the pack down there, that's for sure. Mate, I did like a little prank now and then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did get, um, I think it was Murray Fishlock done me a treat. We had a team photo and um, I was murdered for change, like changing people's clothes around and all that. And Murray done it to me. <laughs> give Dave Piper's trousers and put my belt on. So when I come back in and get changed, I put, I put the trousers on and they look like little shorts. <laughs> Brilliant. I'd like to have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the boys thought it was funny anyway. But, uh, so, you, so your main manager, though, who, who brought you in there was Colin Lippiot, though, was it? Lippiot, yeah. Well, he was literally, he was only there for, I'd say, about a month, I think, and then resigned. Right, right. Uh, and then uh, Steve Thompson took over, who um, I didn't really get on with, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye on a few things. But um, um, when, when Dave, uh, Dave, when um, Colin Lippiot was there, I mean, he was a lovely bloke, Colin I was found. Did you get yeah. on well with him? Yeah, I, I got on really well with Colin. As I said before, um, when he was at Woke that and Church down the road, he used to come with a lot of our games. Um, and I got on really well with him. And he, he, to be quite fair, he'd, uh, he'd asked me a couple of times about Yeovil. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're younger, you just like, like palm it off. Um, but obviously, as you get older and you realise a team like that comes, you can't uh, you can't say no. No, quite. So, so when Tomo took over, then um, that that couldn't have been for long, though, could it? Because that, that's when David Webb came in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think Tomo took over about a couple of months. Yeah, I think it was long. I think it was a couple of months over. Um, and obviously, the gaffer come in, David Webb come in. He, he was good as gold. I mean, I, I'd fallen out with Tomo and he'd uh, shoved me in the reserves. Told me to go again, uh, Bristol Manor Farm. Yeah, mate, that was some wake up call. That going there, <laughs> um, and I went there, and then uh, Dave Webb come in, and I was straight back in. Yeah. Like, when he come back in, I mean, I stayed there till the end of the season. Um, come back pre-season, and then like literally had a chat with him about it, and he just said, "Look, it hasn't worked out for you here." We're all fans that hadn't worked out as well as I'd like me. Um, but I enjoyed my time there; it was good. I, if I if if it had given me the opportunity to stay there, hundred percent, I would have stayed there because literally after I left Yeovil, I've really lost interest in football. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, people were just ringing me up, like, offering me stupid things, like stupid money to go and play games. Like, don't, don't train and don't, don't just turn up and play. And at first I was doing it and I thought to myself, well, I really want to do this. There's, there's people training every day and I'm just turning up, picking up some money for no reason. I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, you know, like, my dad died really and sort of like lost interest in football. At tw- well, I think it's about 28, 29, I had to give up. Mm. Well, next up, we've got more music from Chris's Choice, and this time it's James. Sit down. Day. Swing from high to deep 
sit down and i think he's a red so we had to balance the thing out a little bit didn't we but i can't imagine you getting on well with david webb though somehow because you know being the joker that you are now i remember you didn't ever come and play cricket did you once when we were there no no because no. we've got quite a, a very active cricket ground at uh, my village where i live and yeah. <clears throat> they used to come down and play a, a game against our local team and i remember do you remember dean chandler yeah dino yeah yeah well dino came down well he was with the team like you know and um <clears throat> apparently i think he'd been so-called off injured the day before um, and they'd obviously said, well, you can't play cricket because, you know, you're injured. Anyway, so he turns up, doesn't he? And he goes out the bat with just a jock strap on and a couple of pads. <laughs> Nothing else at all. And Webby went absolutely spare, apparently. I, I didn't actually see it, but he went yeah. spare. And before you know what, Dino was on his bike, wasn't he? That was it. He was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so That's right. Dino, Dino went before me, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you finished at Yeovil, then, where did you go then? I went and played for... Where did I go? I went to... Um, I think it was Hemel. No, I think I went to Hendon. I think I'd, I went to Hendon and played for Hendon for a... Uh, I don't think it was a season. I think it was literally... God, it might have been a season. I might have gone to play for Hendon for a season. Yeah. Um, and then I... I moved to... Um, I moved to Lemon Spa with my wife. Right. My son. Yeah. 
um, went up there and obviously because I, I was working at the time then I didn't um, and my wife was living up there right um, I didn't really have like see the like my son like growing up because I was always working yeah um and then we come back to London, um, and I was just playing for teams like um, like my mate uh, Neil Price, who was obviously played for Watford in the Cup final. He was manager at Hemel Hempstead. Right. I went and played like three or four games for them, and then just little, little local teams, Hamwell Town. Uh, cool, Hamwell. Right I, I used to go to school near Hamwell. Yeah, you said, you said to me that the other day, yeah. Yeah, Greenfield I went. Greenfield, that's exactly where I live now, Greenfield. Is it? Yeah? Yeah, oh. yeah. So looking at your Yeovil record, which I have got in front of me here, according to this, you played 14 games in the league, two in the FA Cup, none in the FA Trophy, LGC, I don't know what that is, what's that one? Oh, that's the League Cup, making yeah. a total of 18 altogether, but you didn't score. Does that sound right? That's a point, yeah, the score is probably about right, yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I'm about, really, but I've scored at every club I've played for by Yeovil. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, oh, anything I can suggest you come back. <laughs> yeah, they're, not, they're doing a lot better than what they were, weren't they? Really? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. They're, they're doing okay, actually. Um, yeah. We've got a game in hand. We're fourth at the moment. Game in hand. I should think the game in hand could take us to second. So, I mean, in all honesty, do you re- really want to be top of the league at this time of the year? Not nah. really. Not really. Nah. Obviously, you've got Christmas coming. <coughs> and that's, the, that's the main part of Christmas. And you get Christmas out of the way, and then you see where where you're about in the league then, didn't you? Yeah. And, and so, not only that, you don't want people trying to knock you off all the time, do you, really? No, nah, no. Nah, you just sit there quietly in the bundle behind. Yeah. Kicking away. That's basically what they're doing at the moment. You know, they're they're they're, they're doing okay. Um, yeah, we got a good manager. He's he's a nice chap, Darren. And um, he was at Stevens, wasn't he? Before? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how my one of my mates was there at Stevens when he was there. Dean Wells. Yeah. No, he's all right. He's a good good chap, and, and he's got a good eye for a player. I mean, we got this guy called Reese Murphy, who's absolutely brilliant when it comes to scoring goals I think he's got about yeah. 13 so far which is not bad for a you know striker no, well 13's not bad at this time of year really is it no exactly None exactly just turned December so that's not it's not a bad game oh, so from there where what happened after that then Hemel Hempstead where did you go then um, just knocked about playing like games here games there for people um I actually, um, I, mean, I shouldn't really say this because uh, I actually, yeah, I, I actually got got caught out when I um, I'd fallen. Uh, Dave Webber took over, and literally, I think it was about the week before. Um, and I'd, obviously, I wasn't getting on with Tomo and all that. All my mates used to play on a Sunday. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, one of the players. I, every time I used to go and watch all my mates on a Sunday, and they come on sports, he come and play, play us. No, I can't. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. And because I hadn't played, and I, I said, "All right, look, it's, it's nowhere where we live. It's it's, it's quite a way out. I'll, I'll have a game." Well, as it happened, I didn't realise that the team was playing against the Brentford Spurs. Um, so they obviously recognised me, and I remember coming into training, and Dave Webb saying to me, uh, "You come to the office, well, so I said, "Yeah, Gaffer." He goes into the office, and he said, uh, "Been playing Sunday football, have you?" I went, "Nah." I said. I've got a report here or someone's rang up saying you've been playing Sunday football nah I said the problem is Gaffer I've got two brothers and they're both the same size as me (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I think he knew. He ain't a silly man. You know, I've seen him at QPR a few times, um, but I've never ever mentioned it to him. But I, um, <laughs> I'll make sure I send him a recording of this and send it up in the poster then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, I, I swore blind it weren't me, and it, it actually was. And the next week, I, I didn't even go watch me mates anymore, so I couldn't get sucked in. <laughs> But yeah, he, um, I'll, I'll never come. Tr- I'll never come um, clean with that one. More music now, and this time we've got "She's Electric" by that horrible band Oasis. <laughs>
that was she's electric so when did you actually pack up then playing sort of professionally or even semi-professionally um i think i was about 28 29 29 i think it was i just stopped say i'll regret now but you know in, in hindsight back in then when dad passed away it's just like you know he used to come watch me all the time and, you know when you don't spot him in the crowd where you expect yeah. him is uh you know but my granddad followed me all the time he, he, he come with me yeah uh, it's like going, going back to when i first I'll, i've left something out going back to when i first started at yoda i remember um like when, when you play for Hayes, you go in and you mix with everyone or supporters and you face them and yeah you know, I remember going to Yeovil and I walked up the stairs and I walked right into the, where all the fans are. Right. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going this bar. And I was like, why, why would you want to go in there? Well, why would we go and mix in with the fans? Mm. And they was like, no, nah, you got to go in this one. And right. I, that was something I didn't really like because they, they're paying their money to watch you. They're entitled to have a dig in you if you're, if you, if you're poor. Mm-hmm. It's like you're hiding away, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I went in there a couple of times. I even stood in the um, gate, a fan called Colin, his name was. Yeah. And, um, I used to stand with him in the, when I was playing in the home end. Like all it? the other, other players, I think there's a couple of pictures of me sitting in, um, well, it was. Uh, who was uh, who was the uh, photographer? Badger. Oh, yeah, he just died recently. Did he really? Yeah. 48. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, sad he passed yeah, away. He, he used to take pictures. He, he took a couple of pictures. I think it was me and uh, I used to stand there with Colin. And I think there was one of me and Phil Simpson there in there as well. Uh, I made yeah. Simo come and stand in there with me. Colin, I, I think I know who you mean. I just can't for the life of me think of his name. He lives in America now. That's him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I cannot for the life of me think of his second name, but anyway. More music. This time we've got The Verb and Lucky Man. With who I am 
watch you look up and watch my feet grow and I know just who I am and how many corners do I have to turn how many times do I have to run all the love I have is in my mind I hope you So, um, so now, you know, what's life like? What's it all about now? Then, no football. I mean, obviously, you're still interested in football, I've no doubt, but you still go and watch it. Yeah, I'll go and watch uh, QPR quite a lot. My uh, sins, but you know, they're your team and you support them, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Well, um, I've got three kids now: two, uh, one boy and two girls. Yeah. Um, Does he play? Does he play football? He were, at one stage he was doing really well. They had uh, played for a local team, Brookhouse. They had um, uh, he went to Cardiff Academy. They had an academy up here, up here in uh, Hay, um, Hillingdon. Sorry, it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he was there for about yeah, about four or five months. Cardiff for. Um, then he broke, broke his wrist or his elbow. He broke his elbow, and then uh, as kids do, lose interest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he had a bit about him. But they grow up and they don't want to choose a different path. How, how old is he now then, Chris? 17 now. All oh, right, yeah. 17, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so he's got other interests now, like girls, I imagine. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, girls are one, one interest. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what about you? What, what, what do you do with yourself now then? Now, I, well, I was scaffolding 15 years. Yeah. Um, I've just left scaffolding now. I've um, now drive for a company called Thames Materials, which is a tipper 
um, yeah. out of um, Harefield. Yeah. So, yeah, just literally driving the lorries from A to B, really. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delivering them. I mean, do you go to see QPR every week? Not not every week, no, no, I'm not that stupid, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go, I'll go a lot, yeah. I think, this, I think this year's the first year I didn't buy a season ticket. Right. Oh, the rest of the years I've, I've had one, and uh, I haven't gone halfway for them because they've been that bad. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just... Uh, when, when I can, I'll do... I, don't, I actually take my uh, littlest. She don't want to go, but my middle girl and my boy go. So you um, don't. You you never had the urge to um, you know take your coaching badges and get involved in management or anything like that. You know what, Adrian? I'm not. I'm not a good coach. I've, I've never been a good coach. I could stand there and talk to kids, tell them what to do, but coaching, I, I don't. I'll, I'm not very good at that, mate. Right. I'm, I'm. I'm quite happy to stand there and give a kid a bit of advice and tell him what, like little bits and pieces and what they should do and where they should stand and things like that. But on the coaching thing, I'm not not very good at something like that, mate. Hmm. So, so looking back on your Yeovil career, then is is there any one event that stands out, uh, you know, in your mind that you could, you'll always remember that particular event happening, apart from putting me in the shower? Um, there's many things, but I don't think they're for the radio to be quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about an event that if you could change it you would if I could change what well you know something that happened at Yeovil that maybe maybe if you'd have changed it it would have who knows where you would have ended up sort of thing uh, yeah I, I mean I, I would have loved to have stayed there I would have loved to because literally the, the year that I left they, I think they went on to win the trophy yeah uh, I think it was all might have been the year after they went on yeah 2002 that was yeah yeah they, they went on to win the trophy they won the, the well it's now the National League but it was the conference then yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously they climbed the league, didn't they? they? Oh yeah, they were in the championship at one stage, which was absolutely massive. Oh yeah, it was. I can tell you because uh, yeah. I was I was I there for. I remember going to keep Yarr and um, seeing Yeovil there. Yeah, going to uh, I went to Brentford. Um, Skibbo was manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I literally, my mum lives right across the road from Brentford's ground. So I literally went over there and watched that. But yeah, it was. It was um, that's, that's one thing. I, I I wish I was still there. Mm. You know, you can't. Um, you know, you, can't, can't turn the clock back now, though, can you? That's no, the problem. No, mm. that's right. No, that's right. Well, listen, mate. That has been absolutely fine. It's uh, quite revealing and quite quite amusing. <laughs> and I knew it was you that put me in this shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you one day. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I, you know, I keep saying the kills that I'm going to gain. Yeah, well, it'd be I good if you can. You make sure yeah. you let me know if you are. Yeah, I'll definitely. Because definitely. I was at I was at Yeovil for fifteen years. Years come up, you know, after that incident, it's a wonder really. I haven't been shoved in the shower, but I was. So, uh, you know, I, I went through all of that. I mean, I put it down to me, really, you know, because as soon as I got there, with me and Gary Johnson together, we we couldn't stop winning. You know, it was great. Well, yeah, that's right. You got you got to take some credit there, ain't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thanks ever so much for joining us, Chris. Been really, really good. Thank you so much for that. No problem. There you go, then. That was Glover's golden oldie, Chris Sparks, talking to us over the phone this week. Uh, make sure you join us next week when we'll have another ex-player talking to us and, uh, of course, match commentary this coming Saturday and, of course, all our musical programmes throughout the week. So don't forget to join us for those. So, until the next time, this is Aidy Hopper saying thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. It's time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years.
is a blow Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day